Hi, everybody. This is going to be the cold open. Uh, you're going to find one of these on both of the episodes of the Brothers of Discussion uh, this week, only because we recorded for two straight hours, and we don't want to put you through that. So we split up our two episodes. We have coming up for you now the NXT TakeOver War Games preview show. Uh, we're going to go through each match as well as cover uh what's happened in the week of pro wrestling and what you want to do if you want to get all that juicy survivor series conversation you just head over to episode 53 uh where we're going to detail all the matches of survivor series of course the hub for all things brothers of discussion to make it easy for you to find episode 52 and episode 53 every episode before is bodpodcast.com all the social media conversations are at BOD Podcast. And the most important thing for me to mention here, since uh, we're breaking the episodes up into two parts, is you will miss, uh, if you only listen to episode 52, the discussion of the very first giveaway on Brothers of Discussion is going to be happening at our one-year anniversary, episode 54. We will give you all the details on what you need to do to win the very first Brothers of Discussion giveaway, but you got to listen to episode 54. On top of that, we'll give you all the directions on how you can become eligible to win that contest. So sit back, relax. We have episode 52 on the way is our NXT TakeOver War Games preview and if you want your Survivor Series preview, just hang tight, subscribe, uh, go to iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, anywhere you find pod, uh, your podcasts, you will find episode 53, which will detail the Survivor Series preview. But again, sit back, relax. Here is episode 52. I said give me a hell yeah! Welcome, wrestling fans, to a bout of epic proportions. It's time to strap on your boots, throw that title over your shoulder, and stumble to the middle of the ring for a double chokeslam from the Brothers of Discussion. In the far corner, the older, the wiser, the funnier, Mike Klingenbang Kling. In the other corner, the younger, the quicker, the prettier, Matt, thumping and pumping, clang! Hey, welcome to uh, episode 52 of the Brothers of Discussion! That, that's always a good way to stack the show with a, a nice long, uh... Well, we're uh, we're talking uh, NXT Takeover War Games predictions and Survivor Series predictions, uh, but we do want to get into some big news that happened this week. But before we do any of that, don't forget go to bodpodcast.com. That is the hub for all things Brothers of Discussion. That is where you can find all of the great social media links to our Facebook and to our Twitter. You can find every single link now. I've updated it. You can find YouTube. You can find Google Play. You can find SoundCloud. You can find iTunes. All the episodes are there. Well, not YouTube. Every now and then I post a YouTube video. But the YouTube video is going to be uh, its going to be a little bit of everything. It's going to be a mixed bag week to week. Uh, you might get a, another Becky Lynch uh, video, which is our hottest video right now of her turning stone cold. You can find a video Woo! of uh, Drew McIntyre falling in love with uh, Dolph Ziggler, saving him from the hands of the evil Braun Strowman. Uh, or you can find a, uh, a video version of our Brothers of Discussion episodes where we actually, I, I put together some pictures so you actually can see what we're talking about. Um, takes takes a long time to do that, so I've been doing it every other episode. That, that, is, a, that is a long, that is a, a slow burn, I'll say, for, the, for those episodes. There's definitely an overabundance of content on bodpodcast.com, so... When you're clicking around, just like Kyle O'Reilly, make sure you you rotate your hips and get a lot of leverage behind those clicks. Isn't that right, Matthew? You serious right now, Nigel? Oh, I see. It's Percy Watson. <laughs> How are you, Percy? Get get a little leverage on those hips. Hips. Nigel, you gotta be kidding. Most importantly, in any move, whether it's a pile driver, an armbar, or a hip bar, make sure you put leverage behind the hips. Nigel, that's not what the people want to talk about right now. Let's talk about Becky Lynch. 
yes, Becky. All right, I can't keep this voice going much longer, but leverage the hips. <laughs> you, you know who leveraged the hips a lot on Monday was Nia Jax. She put a... she ruined Survivor Series. You <laughs> mother. <laughs> she put oh. a lot of she put a lot of hips. She put uh... those hips didn't lie. They knocked Becky clear out of her push uh, I'll right s- to the bottom of the card. I'll say this: we we got we got the hottest. Probably the hottest Monday Night Raw segment in uh oh probably all year. I haven't, uh, even I haven't if, been that hot for a Monday Night Raw segment since Stone Cold went flying off of a beer truck. <laughs> it re- it felt like that. It totally felt like that. Becky coming out to to attack you know the whole Raw women's team you know being outnumbered like that and and instead of this, her having a beer truck, this is like the WWE WCW like run-ins this yeah was like the dx run-in that crowd was exploding for becky right and it, it, it that's she such... came out she brought the she brought the celtic thunder she was throwing lefts and rights taking out the whole raw roster and then nia Jax ruined used the leverage in her hips and totally broke the face of becky lynch yeah, we had we had some people on our Facebook pointing out uh, that maybe she doesn't actually have anything broken. I I don't know if you look at that right eye which they had covered up with her hair on SmackDown, that yeah. is really puffed up and swollen. If you want to talk about a makeup job, it's the makeup job they did on the right side of her face so that it just looked like tan skin. Yeah, holy I mean, shit, was that job, swollen? Like like somewhere, Stan Winston is blushing. Um, the Oscar-winning makeup director of many, many horror movies. Um, but did I say director? I meant makeup. Yeah, artist. that's fine. Um, uh, nobody. That's fine. We're having a we're... few. Uh, yeah, we're not talking to a, a movie audience here. We're talking to pro wrestling fans. Woo! Hey, we're coming, Chucky. <laughs> um, but uh, obviously, uh, so I think the news. Here's we want... the thing, Matt. When, yeah. when Becky got hurt. Yeah. Um. Well, first, let's 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 remind <laughs> the crowd that not only did she, she got hurt that night, but she still managed to no sell a broken face, blood streaming down her face, and still managed to get Ronda Rousey in an armbar. Yeah, that that should have been uh, Nia Jax's uh, her approach on on social media. Instead of showing her fist and showing the damage she did to Becky's face, she probably should have said, "Why is Becky no selling that punch to the face? Now I look weak." Um. I, yeah, that that was, I like it, it wasn't like a, a bruise or a like an orbital bone or nose. Uh, the medical terminology that is being used is broken face. Being fantied about. That is an all-inclusive breaking. Yeah, of a broken face. I I don't know um, if you've ever played Mortal Kombat, um, and they do the, like the slow motion like breaking of the skull when you punch. I don't know if you've ever yes, seen that. So you, get a, you get an x-ray. That's yes. one I read, broken face. That was the first image that popped in my head of, of uh, you know, Sub-Zero punching in Scorpion's face and just seeing the, who's <laughs> just the crunch <laughs> and the face going inward. And I was like, no, that's the end of Becky's career and her brain. That's it. Uh, I. <laughs> it's not that bad. I mean, as far, yeah, I mean, as far as, like, you know, uh, you know, Vince always saying, you know, don't don't do anything I wouldn't do. Like, you know, Vince destroyed both of his quads and still sat there and cut a promo and said we had to restart a Royal Rumble. <laughs> Becky right. Lynch, with this entire Survivor Series card seemingly in her hands, because this is the only feud that's meant anything because of all her hard work, she still got up with a broken face, still pummeled half the roster, half of WWE's female main roster. Yep. And then still took out Ronda, Ronnie, Rowdy, Rousey. Yep. Incredible stuff. And then on Tuesday, she cut a promo with a broken face better than, you know, Charlotte ever could with a not broken face. Yeah. So, I mean, it's... it's... The question becomes... So the question becomes, oh. everybody is in panic mode. Oh, Survivor Series is over. This was the, the only feud that meant anything. What are we going to do now? You know, this, this was going to skyrocket Becky Lynch's career. And Matt... Do you think that this is as bad as people say? And I feel I'm kind of I'm kind of leading the witness because I gotta say I don't think it's that bad. Yeah, me neither. Uh, you mentioned it before the podcast started that we never fight about anything. 
Uh, it's because we're so close as brothers. This is a blessing in disguise. Uh, yes. The two of us talked last week about how Ronda Rousey was going to pull this out and Becky Lynch was going to look like, oh, she took her to the limit, uh, but Ronda still pulled it out. Uh, I mean, that's still what's going to happen on Sunday, and she's just going to do it against Charlotte instead of Becky. And the best thing for Becky right now, uh, and it's what's funny is I, I just I just watched all the promo work from uh, Stone Cold leaving the business yeah. uh, when Brock Lesnar was due to beat Stone Cold. And you know, regardless of what you want to say about Stone Cold being a douchebag for doing that, it kept his. I, I'll say, like, the last thing you want to see on his highlight reel is him losing to Brock Lesnar, right? So that that's the right. story. and then but, I think Stone Cold's point, too, is it was going to be on a free show. It wasn't even going to be a pay-per-view. Right, exactly. So it was just going to be a throwaway, not necessarily a throwaway. It'd be something we'd probably remember forever. But, you know, on a throwaway show, Stone Cold loses. But, I and I know, you know, what we're getting here, and this is why it's it's a blessing in disguise is we're getting that action without any of the controversy of Becky leaving the company or anything like that. Like, she's still she's still doing everything she had to do. It's just Nia Jax doesn't know how to pull punches, and she also doesn't know how to do backbreakers. She doesn't know how to throw people over the top rope. She doesn't know how to do a lot of things. Uh, number one is pull punches, and now Becky Lynch doesn't have to worry about losing to Ronda. I mean, if you were in the ring with the man, I wouldn't be pulling a punch either. I'm just saying. That's that's true. Uh, you got the man in there. It, it's 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 tough sledding. Um, you know what, Becky's? I, mean, I get it. Becky's got to yeah. do a promo where she yells out, "I'm the man," um, only because I was trying to put a, put together a new theme song for us and uh, have Becky saying that because she's our new favorite pro wrestler right now, and she's always just kind of like, "I'm the man." And then the crowd just kind of goes, hmm, meh. So, Becky, can, the next promo you do, can we get a, a loud crowd a loud crowd reaction so that I can use it in our theme song? That's my only request right now. But, uh, Mike, I, I'm, well, like, I'm switching uh, headphones right here, so t- take this moment to have a long opinion. Well, with <laughs> Becky Lynch uh, being injured, yeah. um, I do agree this is a best-case scenario for a couple reasons. Um because you still were going to have Charlotte involved somehow, but, you know, you didn't want to drop that Becky-Charlotte feud while Becky's fighting Ronda. So in some capacity, was Charlotte going to be involved so that we had a finish that kept everybody strong? Maybe? I don't know. I, um, well, I mean, to keep the story this, on... This is best-case scenario because if Charlotte and Ronda fight, um, we have an opportunity here because she won't be actually... She won't actually be able to compete as if... Becky can come in, sabotage Ronda, and potentially Charlotte. Um, so she would still get, you know, heel heat, which is what she's trying to get, because she's really trying to, you know, get her get her fingers into that dough. She really wants to be that evil character, even though we keep rooting our heads off for her. Um, I think the only disappointment now for Sunday is if she doesn't interfere. If it is just a one-on-one match. Because I think in some capacity we should see Becky out there with the chair either giving the business to Ronda, Charlotte, or both. I I totally agree with you, but I, I just think that the injury is going to be too much. I, I think she is legitimately, like, out of commission right now. Oh, I agree, but I, that's something Stone Cold with his busted knee. He'd still come out and do cameos and well, I'll, bust somebody with a stunner or a chair. He just couldn't do, like, a full match. Well, we're, we'll get into more of this, because uh, what we want to do is go into NXT TakeOver before we do Survivor Series. But um, I'll, I'll tell you, I, I think Nia Jax and Tamina are coming out. Uh, I think that's the next step. I think they're setting these two ladies up. Uh, whenever they want to add these the women's tag titles, you've got a tag team. You've got a couple of buddies. you got a friendship going. So they've built that. But before that happens, Ronda Rousey needs her next opponent, and I think they've done enough work so far that they've set up Nia Jax to be that next opponent. Uh, because the last match they had didn't actually, you know, finish clean. Uh, but that'll be uh, that'll be that opportunity for Ronda to uh, to have her next opponent. And I think I think this is the problem with comparing SmackDown to Raw is uh, you know, and having you know, you look at your two champions or Ronda Rousey and Nia Jax. 
So, of course, Survivor Series is actually going to revolve around the next opponent uh, for Nia Jack or for Ronda Rousey, just as I think the Brock Lesnar match is going to revolve around the next opponent for Brock Lesnar. Well, I think that you, you know, could potentially be onto something. So, if Becky only attacks Charlotte, that means that Becky can still taunt Ronda and say, <clears throat> hey, you only won because I interfered, mm-hmm. and then she still gets heat on Charlotte. Well, yeah, the lasting image we'll have is Becky Lynch pulling that armbar, or the uh, the disarmor, <laughs> mixing up uh, finishers here, uh, the disarmor on, on Char- or Jesus, on uh, Ronda. This is why we shouldn't be drinking so much before we start recording. Uh, but that'll be the image we have. She dominated Ronda twice. Got her with the chair, too. So regardless of what you want to say of, you know, oh, she cheated, uh, or she attacked her from behind, uh, the two images we have of those two together are either Ronda screaming in pain or Becky standing above her defeated opponent. And th- that's 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 what comes away from this, the promo segments or the the wrestling segments, whatever you want to call them. That's, that's what is walking away and leading up to WrestleMania. Ooh. Uh, we want a little. We want to reset a little bit here. I think that's a good closing thought. Uh, yes. I think the other piece of news we'd want to look at is Daniel Bryan, also known as uh, Charles Manson. Ooh, the American Dragon, Charles Manson. <laughs> uh, he got a a free title match uh, this Tuesday. Ah. Uh, because and uh, he decided to turn heel. He did what Shinsuke Nakamura could not and used dick kicking to actually secure the championship belt. I, you know what, Mike? I'm going to argue with you there. I think he was ball kicking. Oh, you think ball kick? No, I see, I think the trajectory <laughs> was more of a dick kick. I, you know what? What's funny is you're right, because that did look weird. It did look like he ended it too early, so all he wanted to do was hit AJ right on the head. Just boop. Right on the tip. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think well, that's should, a sensational. Uh, that'll be our next own. brothers of discussion poll. I think uh, did Daniel kick AJ in the in the bows or in the dick? <laughs> was it a dick kick or a traditional Roshan? Well, move? it was definitely a dick move. Um, but I don't I don't know honestly where this came from outside of the fact that um, you know all this talk that we did about what what was supposed to happen at Crown Jewel. And is Daniel Bryan going to be punished because now he's out of the main event picture? All that went away on Tuesday. And I wonder, and I asked this question on BOD Podcast, was this the plan f- all along? Was was Daniel Bryan supposed to win at Crown Jewel? And was AJ Styles not supposed to hold this title for a whole year? Because I, I, in the article, what I did was I talked about how I wanted to congratulate the WWE. You know, he... AJ Styles was going to face Brock Lesnar. And regardless of what was going to happen, he was going to hold on the title long enough to become the new uh, longest reigning champion in the modern era. That's all gone now. And is it even worse than that? Is it worse because AJ was supposed to lose it at Crown Jewel, thusly not giving him that full year? That's my question to you. Do you think that was the truth? Or do you think they still are flying by the seat of their pants? And they were like, all right, uh, Becky's out. So let's have Brock kick the shit out of Daniel. Like, there isn't a lot there that connects. Uh, like, there isn't a lot that correlates with that decision making. But I, I, how did you feel about it when you heard? Well, it does feel like everything that happened at that event is is supposed to be in a bubble. Um Okay. You know, with with Brock, you know, squashing Braun, you know, you didn't want to really acknowledge that a lot. Um, Shane McMahon being the, the best wrestler in the world. I don't know if that there would have been a title change for AJ. I think he still would have held on to it. I. This is just a, a crazy booking decision. I mean, nobody's going to complain about watching a feud between the two best wrestlers on SmackDown, but uh, right. it definitely felt like it came out of left field. Um. And it was something that was given away for free, which, you know, what we've already talked about in this episode, it, something Stone Cold Steve Austin would not approve of. Right. You know, let's, let's get this on, uh, let's get this on the, on the money show. Let's, let's get money. some green out of it. Yeah. Um, but 
it sounds like it was it sounds like it was almost like a like a trade-off like they were really bummed that we're, we're not going to see that big money match between um becky and ronda so instead what they're going to give you instead of a rematch of aj and brock which you know nobody's going to complain about watching another aj styles match but we've seen that before right um this kind of feels like hey let's kind of reset the table let's uh give you something fresh um and you know we have a we have essentially have a, a a character we haven't seen in goodness gracious uh since 2012 which is a heel Daniel Bryan, a sneaky snake Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Um, and I think that it helps protect AJ because, as far as you know, who Brock has fought, the only guy he's really had a, an elongated feud with, um, you know, a series of matches with, I'd say, at, you know, at, at this point of his career is Roman Reigns. Yeah. Um, and Roman Reigns has been booked, you know, to the moon. He he never loses. Um, and I think this helps with. I don't know if they're just protecting AJ's credibility. Um, I don't know if they maybe want to end Daniel Bryan's career by putting him through Suplex City. I don't know what the. <laughs> I don't know what they're thinking. This is um, this is the punishment everybody was talking about. All right, you don't want to go to Crown Jewel. Fine, we're putting you in the ring with Brock Lesnar, and you better not pull your chin because you better break your fucking neck. You're getting another concussion. That's it. Or that that's, conversation that's isn't even correct, happening uh, with Daniel. Direct quote there from the WWE studios in Connecticut. Yeah, I don't know uh, if from Vincent K. McMahon. Yeah, I actually recorded that. We have them bugged. Um, I I did that conversation wrong because it's actually supposed to be with just Brock Lesnar, where <laughs> they send Daniel Bryan out the door. You know, no, it's it's a great decision. Um, we're we're sort of questionable on Saudi Arabia, so if you don't want to go, you don't have to go. Brock, come on in. That little piece of shit. Trying to ruin our night at Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia. I want you to fuck him up at Survivor Series. Don't tell him this, but he's going to be coming at you in three weeks. Hey, who's that with the microphone? Get over here, brother of discussion. <laughs> I didn't know what that was. <laughs> who's that little um... chubby guy in the Adam Cole t-shirt? Get him. <laughs> Come here, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> You know, they're derivative of NWO, right? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Matt, I think Where this is we? the hardest question. Uh, why Why is this match? Why? Why now? With, like, we're already in a, in a weird scenario because, you know, Crown Jewel was only a couple weeks ago. So, Survivor Series, which when WWE talks about the network and they talk about, you know, then, now, forever... You know, Survivor Series is, you know, one of the oldest pay-per-views. Right. One of the longest-running pay-per-views they've ever done. You know, it's had historic debuts. Uh, you know, Undertaker. It's it's had, you know, ridiculous debuts, like Sting coming out. Um, you know, it's had The Shield uh, come out. Um, why, why this event with this three-week build? Why are we suddenly booking Daniel Bryan versus Brock Lesnar? Well... I th- and I expect a lot of dead air because I, I, I don't have an answer. I mean, I'm going to be intrigued. Um, I'm excited to see Daniel in a one-on-one match versus Brock. I know that's been on Daniel Bryan's bucket list. You know, it's something he's tweeted about when he was still on the shelf. Yeah. But I, why now? I just, I think it comes back to whether or not it, and we, we won't know this, but I'm leaning towards this was the plan all along. And Daniel Bryan not going to Crown Jewel just you know, it kind of ruined the plan of, of giving him the title at Crown Jewel. And and I know what sucks is I already led on to this answer and you're giving me a hot tag question. Um, yeah. But that's that's the honest truth. And I couldn't go against that because I wrote a whole article about it. So it's too late. I answered that question hours ago. <laughs> so I, well, there we go. I, can't, I can't talk out of both sides of my mouth and have people go, oh, wait a minute. He just wrote an article that said this. But I, I think that's the honest truth. I think what we're looking at is, uh, I almost said the brothers of discussion. Uh, the WWE decided that Daniel Bryan was going to fight Brock Lesnar. I think what we're seeing is Daniel Bryan is going on a <clears throat> farewell a farewell tour, and he's going to fight um, all, the, all of his dream matches. I don't know if he's going to win all of them. I don't know if he's going to beat Brock Lesnar. I think there's a chance that someone like uh, Braun Strowman interferes and Daniel gets the win. 
But uh, as far as I can tell right now, uh, like just just from observing it, like this match makes more the promos of Paul Heyman and AJ Styles, which were absolutely ridiculous, bonkers, bullshit. Just made no sense. There's no reason Daniel Bryan should be mad that they were saying he's one of the best wrestlers on the roster right now. Why would that make him mad? It makes him mad. He comes out, and then they start a fight. Uh, No, that doesn't make sense. But what does make sense is that it was the plan all along, and they needed to figure out some dumb way uh, to get AJ and Daniel, you know, to fight again. And I, I think part of it, too was that since Crown Jewel uh, ended and then they immediately had to transition in the Survivor Series, I, th- I think it was a good way to book that match right away and and not say, well, Brock Lesnar's going to be there. Who's going to be WWE champion? You couldn't do that. Uh, right. So you had, to, you had to put something in there. And I'll, I'll, the only problem was is they got really lazy with uh writing the promos they got really lazy with the booking here on tuesday and it kind of feels like everything everything got all scrambled because of becky and they forgot you know oh shit uh we forgot that paul Heyman's here tonight and we're about to do a promo with aj and paul Heyman. what do we do and there was that ridiculousness that we saw but i think i think whatever we saw was going to be it was going to be the result at crown jewel and um you know and the other thing too if you ask you know why didn't daniel bryan just win is obvious uh you know why didn't he win the week before crown jewel it's because they needed a champion to go to crown jewel it you know it the logistics there are so confusing but when you start to piece it together and then you remember we're talking about pro wrestling in the wwe you're like yeah this is all pretty believable this was 100% 100% supposed to be the plan all along. Daniel Bryan's on a farewell tour. None of this is official, but it's it's kind of just the writing's on the wall, yeah. you know? I think uh, I think you make a lot of strong points, and I think what it does, uh, based on how long we like to keep belts on people, um, and based on what Braun's focus, what it's going to be here in the near future, um, and with our favorite event just a couple months away, the Royal Rumble, um, it definitely smells like we're looking at either an AJ or a Miz Royal Rumble victory. Yeah. Um, so we can get this big Daniel Bryan defending a title, <clears throat> bearing, you know, uh, knock on wood, please, you know, stay healthy, my man. We love you. Um, a big WrestleMania payoff. Um, and what's funny is with this sudden heel turn that kind of kind of came out of nowhere, um, it, it definitely... It definitely looks like somebody is, is and I, I think this is a good segue, kind of taking a peek at what's going on at NXT and seeing how somebody like Johnny Gargano, a, you know, a guy who's been a, a baby face since he's you know stepped foot in a, the NXT arena, um, kind of giving him heelish tendencies. And it, it kind of looks like, wow, they're having success with that. We know Daniel Bryan can you know be heelish. We've seen him be that, that sneaky snake heel before. Let's see what he does now against some of the best wrestlers in the business. Mike, that um, is a wonderful transition into NXT War Games. I, I think NXT War Games. I mean, unless unless you had another question, that is an unbelievably perfect way to cap off the Daniel Bryan discussion and transition into figuring out how War Games is going to figure out. Uh, maybe there's a song playing right now. Maybe it's Undisputed Era. Maybe it's Johnny Gargano's song. I haven't decided. I've said I've decided. Fuck it. Let's just start playing some fun music right now. Let's let's play. Maybe we'll play the the NXT theme. Maybe that's what's playing right now. You're all hearing it. You're hearing it before I figure it out. Regardless, we're talking NXT Takeover War Games, and we're gonna start Yay. with Johnny Gargano and Aleister Black because of that wonderful capper you put on there. Great way to transition, Mike. Johnny Gargano, Aleister Black. I honestly, like, the... When we talk about flying by the seat of your pants and trying to book something and figure out what a storyline's gonna be, I mean, in a couple months, and to think that it was based off of an accidental injury. And we're talking about Aleister Black getting hurt. He gets hurt. uh, You know, the storyline is he got attacked in the parking lot. And now we have this think... absolutely, like, 
burning ember hot match that I ju- I think we're getting the best promos we've ever seen from Johnny Gargano easily yes. easily and then some of the best work from Alistair Black too and he's not even getting the mic he's still the one the one or two promos he's gotten are just absolute gold and this is going to be the first match on the card fuck you survivor series NXT takeover is going to win in the first match yeah i mean uh <laughs> You know what you talk about? That's um, our ad right there. <laughs> you, yeah, you, well, you talk about writing somebody off TV. Talk about and making that feel fresh. Yeah. Like it, it felt like it. You know, obviously, Alistair Black suffered a real life injury, mm-hmm. but man, it felt like. You know, you don't want to overexpose the crowd to Alistair Black. You know, it's like um, how the Bray Wyatt mystique got ruined. Um, you know, Undertaker was always a man of few words, and. I think that that kind of helped um, add to the mysteriousness of the character, added to the intrigue, um, keeping Black on the shelf, you know, so we don't we don't hear promos from him. He's just hurt. We just hear this mystery about you know what's going to be in his future because obviously he's going to want revenge. This, I think, just like the Becky Lynch situation, was kind of a blessing in disguise because it it really added some juice to this feud. Where you know in the summer we would have just seen that triple threat. I don't know how it would have played out. I, I assume Champa would have held onto the belt. You know, that's how they had it written originally. But, man, as far as keeping all these, like, chess pieces, you know, at, at, at key points on the board, this worked out beautifully. Like, I, I, I can't wait for this grudge match. Um, and we kind of alluded to it in the past couple weeks where this is a really tough match to book. Because this is Alistair's first match back from injury. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have him go down the toilet. You know, like, he was, a, he was an NXT champion. Um, he should still have, um, you know, rematch, you know, in his back pocket. Um, he is going up against Johnny Gargano, who, you know, has been a babyface. And now he's adopting this heel persona. Are you going to have him, you know, the storyline was that he kept losing matches as a babyface. So he decided he's going to turn to the dark side. Um, because he saw the benefits of it. So now that he's fully embracing heelish tendencies via promos, via what he did to, you know, see what he did to Aleister Black, how are you going to book him to lose this match? This is unenviable, like, for the writers. Um, They've set a precedent where it seems like they, they, they come up with some really brilliant stuff on that NXT show, and it's even being uh, pillaged and raped uh, by the main roster, it feels like. Um, as far as, you know, stealing writing ideas, I, I honestly have no idea how they're going to book the finish of this match. I don't foresee a run-in that doesn't feel appropriate at all. It feels like just these two guys are going to figure out a way for both of them to get over somehow. Yeah, and I, I, I'll, I think here, um, we might get a shocker, and I, I, I dub this as the first match at TakeOver, and I shouldn't have said that. I think... There's a strong possibility, and just forgive me here, but I th- I think it's because it's so easy to predict who's going to win the NXT Championship match. There's a possibility that might even lead the card off. Don't rip my head off, but here's why. And we talked about this last week. I think there's I think Johnny Gargano might team up with Tommaso Ciampa, and he's going to turn on him at the right time. Because we still need to figure out how to get them together at the WrestleMania takeover. And what better way than to have Gargano pretend that he's trying to get close with Champa? Pretend that they want DIY to be back together, but the evil heel version. So the reason that Champa and Velveteen Dream happens first uh, is because you don't really want to have Champa going out there and confusing things before his match starts. So... Uh, and I, apparently I've, what I'm giving away here is I sat here on the nice red chair that I'm recording on now and I just put my feet up and I just thought about it and I put way too much thought into this. So forgive my fantasy booking and all my dreams because what'll happen is this will happen first and nothing I'm saying right now will even come close to happening. But if Velveteen Dream (laughs) and Tommaso Ciampa lead off the card, then we have a strong possibility that DIY is getting back together. And they're gonna team. They're gonna team up, and take out Alistair Black. Why? 
because then we have some opportunities for some tag matches going into NXT the next few weeks. And, and and it just it makes sense you know then you've got you've you've got opportunities for diy to go into some tag team uh championship matches going into um the royal rumble takeover you know if you need to book that it's there because we still have that strong possibility that undisputed era is done after saturday uh so i'm just I, i'm i'm spitballing here then you have like a super card then you have that that super tag match where you're really building up this tag division if you wanted to do that um but all all that being said it all goes away if uh johnny gargano and alistair black lead off the night it is hard to book but if they don't i think we'll see the connection of diy come together only because we need that we need something in the future that'll give gargano the the opportunity to get back at champa because champa's excited champa's been tweeting He's excited that Gargano is back on his side. Regardless of, you know, if he's good or bad, he's on the Champa side. And it's bad right now. And now that Gargano's flirting with that and he's been putting in his promos, you know, I'm 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 in I'm in black right now. I'm in the darkness and I like that. And he's getting a little too Heath Ledger jo- Ledger Joker for me. It's a little too Heath Ledger. But I, yeah. I I'm okay with it for right now. I'm doing now I'm I'm kind of jumping into my Percy here. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it right now. <coughs> but here's the thing. <laughs> Nigel, you serious right now? Um, <laughs> so, I'm sorry. Now I'm going off on a tangent. But uh, I'm okay, okay with it right now. Um, and, and it's only because it could lead to the, the, the reuniting of Champa and Gargano. That is my, my fantasy booking. But to answer your question, it's fucking hard to book this. Uh, because the thing is, I think the easy way to book it is Alistair Black gets the win. The other thing that could happen is Gargano gets the win, and Alistair makes it to the main roster instead of Undisputed Era. Hmm. Yeah. So, if Alistair loses, I still think he just gets the push and goes to the main roster. If he wins, maybe Gargano goes into some weird you know conversation with himself where he's trying to figure out you know what's going on with this i thought if i was evil i'd win all my matches but that's just that just begs that answer for no he needs he absolutely needs to win this to tell that story of gargano going to this length so that he can be champa and that length that length includes teaming back up with his diy tag champion holy shit is it hard to talk when you're drunk uh, it's DIY I mean, tag tag buddy and and going from there. Yeah, like uh, the more we the more I kind of think about it, it does it does kind of smell like Johnny and Champa are walking out winners uh, at Takeover. One of them's going to interfere in the other's match um, to move that along. But I think <clears throat> as far as the DIY, the appeal of that um, reformation. It's not just seeing Johnny and Champa get together, and you know that means Johnny's you know fully, you know he's Vader. He's fully yeah. giving in to the Emperor, Emperor Palpatine. That is such a um, great that that is the, the perfect character to compare Gargano to right now because we all, as we all know in Star Wars, there's there's got to be there's still some good there, you know, and yeah. there's got to be something to bring that good back out, and it'll come back out eventually. But that that yeah. is the absolute perfect character go ahead sorry well what i like is is nxt is not shy about bringing up things that happened you know last week a month ago a year ago um and that really adds depth to the storylines and so i think it would be really cool if at some point we had to get a you know a payoff match champo and gargano diy versus alistair and velveteen who you know a year ago at the Survivor Series takeover, we saw those two have the Say My Name match. Uh-huh. So to really add some, some intrigue, having to see both these teams, you know, having to trust each other again. Um, I mean, that would, that you know, that's kind of like, uh, you know, Dean and Seth Rollins having to tag again. It would be like Shawn Michaels and Jannetty. Like, there, there's a lot of depth to this. You know, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Um you know those those kind of relationships. I 
that just it smells like money to me. So I, I got If we're gonna follow the money, Gargano is going over over Black, using some nefarious ways, potentially Champa interference. Um, and we're kind of cheating with the double prediction there, but uh, you know it doesn't work storyline wise for Velveteen to be NXT champion right now. You know this is this is Champa's storyline probably up and through, or at least up and to WrestleMania Takeover. Yeah, and that and and that's the thing too is we've already answered the question on who's going to win that NXT Championship, and I think it's okay if we jump into this because I, I think it all melts together. We've been talking for months that Gargano and Champa are still linked, regardless of them doing promos together, even talking about each other, even wrestling each other, whatever is going on. What Gargano does revolves around Champa, and everything Champa does revolves around keeping that NXT title and staying in the NXT main event because this has to end with Gargano. If it doesn't, man, I don't know. I can't think of a, like a time I've been more disappointed in pro wrestling than if this doesn't end at NXT War Games and WrestleMania. At WrestleMania, I I don't know what the city is or War Games NXT, NXT Takeover uh, at WrestleMania uh yeah. with with champa and and gargano and that that's the sad part for velveteen but i think because we all know about that like we all know this is this is what's happening the best thing for velveteen right now is going to be a match where he you know <laughs> as much as we gave shit to ourselves about you know becky lynch is going to take ronda rousey to the limit like velveteen's got to take champa to the limit but champa's got to do something to, to even this out he's got to do some sort of heel tactic to keep velveteen strong because every guy on the roster on the main roster when you ask them you know who's gonna get that call up who's the guy that puts in the work in nxt they all say velveteen dream they all love him whatever he does he's doing it right and we don't know what he's doing compared to what everybody else is doing but he gets the attention right. he gets the intention the attention of his own locker room the main roster so we know good things are coming for Velveteen, regardless if he wins here. Not to say that Champa's yeah. like going in the doghouse or anything, but and I mean this. Don't forget too, Velveteen is you know uh, people were quivering in their boots um, at the last takeover when he's had "Call Me Up" on his pants, on <laughs> right? His, uh, his his ring gear, and now he's getting NXT Championship opportunities. Yep, that is a uh, wonderful point. So somebody's noticing that this guy, he wants, you know, he's he's putting his head through the brass ring. He's he's ready to perform. Yeah. Uh, he's ready to be Goldust, but with championship aspirations. I think he you know, put... Instead of just being a sideshow. He put a brass ring on either finger and shoved it right up Triple H's and Vince's ass. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. And it, so far, it's working out. We're finding out that they like the little tickle from the ring and i i say he's he's a wrestlemania away from getting called up yeah um <laughs> uh, i mean he's gonna hold gold i think in nxt before he gets called up i i think i think they learned their lesson with some of their guys that called up a little quick and didn't give them a, a run with the championship um so i i do i do believe velveteen will hold championship before he's um you know on raw or smackdown how uh, uh riddle me this uh batman uh, is does Tommaso Ciampa need to hold on to the title for the entire time between now and WrestleMania for Gargano yeah. to mean more? Or is it okay if he loses it yeah, and there, then wins it back at a... Royal Rumble? No. That, no. it Because <clears throat> that would mean that that feud goes on another takeover. Yeah. So it, he has to hold on to it all the way through WrestleMania unless... I, I mean, you know, again... If anybody could figure it out, it's these NXT writers right now who are on a roll. But I, I, I would be shocked if he lost his belt. The storyline doesn't fit for Dream right now. Um, All right, I got one more question. Yeah. If Gargano and Aleister Black lead off the night, is Gargano going to come help Champa win? I think, in some capacity, they've they've planted the seeds. I do think that we will see some sort of DIY interference. Because we're, we're talking about the guy who's writing the story right now is the guy who wrote the story about Chris Jericho loving Shawn Michaels. But then he turns on mm. him. This is the guy that wrote the story of Triple H turning on Shawn Michaels when it was time to reunite DX. That's who's writing the story right now. HBK loves this shit. 
He would love to reunite DIY, only to have that be the way for Johnny Gargano to get back at Champa. I I think it's gold, and I I hate to say, you know, I hate to say it out loud because it feels like when we say stuff out loud, sometimes that kind of comes back to bite us. Yeah, but you know, for the fifteen people that listen to this every week, one of them is a WWE writer. But um, but with that being said, I just. Like, I'm still going to nut in my pants when that happens. I don't care if I'm predicting it. It's going to be hot when it happens. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, there's, there's there's so much intrigue by, by doing that. Um, but we got to, we also got to. Yeah, we're going to keep rolling here. Um, but I think we got the predictions out, and it, it smells like that there's there's going to be a lot of story opportunities following this takeover. So that's, that's, that's ultimately what a successful writing story mm-hmm. should be for wrestling. Is not just night of. What can we do with it afterwards? Um, and that's where this NXT Women's Championship match might be a little a little cloudy for me. Right. Um, I thought Shane and Kyrie had finished their feud. They're going to do a two out of three falls match on Saturday. Um, and the the, stip, the 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 twist is that now Shayna has sidekicks. Right. Um, you know we're looking at. Uh, uh, Roderick Strong's uh, lady friend, uh, Ms. Schaefer. Um, pull up the name here of the other one. And it's just kind of a bummer because they, you know, haven't really given them tons of, you know, mic time yet. They've had a, an awkward exchange with William Regal, which... Um, yeah, wasn't super great. No, and it, it kind of... I, I don't know, are you really going to taunt the guy who, you know, books the whole... Sh- I don't know, I didn't really get it, and... You know, it's not like either of those two women are, are being given an opportunity to, um, you know, wrestle. They're just going to be in the wake. Um, so we're, we're, you're really going to be the four horsemen, and you're, you're just kind of in the background. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, I, I, I don't know. I thought this feud was going to be over. I kind of wanted Kyrie to go over at the Evolution pay-per-view. Um, as far as, you know, people debuting after... Um, Survivor Series. Do you think this is maybe an opportunity for you know Shayna and friends to get called up, or do you think Shayna's going to continue to dominate uh, the NXT Women's Division? I what sucks is I had a question prepared for you about uh, the possibility of Kyrie, Io, and Asuka, you know, out of the combination of those three making a, a tag team in the Women's Division on 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 the main roster. Um. That's the thing is you, you look at the way that these uh, these things line up and you, you have to see two straight victories to end a feud, right? Right. So that means Shayna Baszler's got to win to end this. Um, or or is it is it just a call-up that, that ends everything? And then Kyrie wins, and then you've got Shayna just goes up to the main roster to go back up Ronda. I... <sighs> Right now, I'm struggling to figure that out because I figure if Ronda was going to join up with Shayna, that would have happened at Evolution. That would have been a big moment. But it didn't happen. They haven't even talked about each other. They haven't mentioned each other. I think that this is this is turning into when all of this speculation about um, you know the women's division getting Shayna Baszler, the four horsemen, uh, four horsewomen. Uh, of ufc fighting the ones of wwe and everywhere that this women's division is pointing every direction it's pointing right now yeah i i don't think we're gonna see that match this year um i think sasha and bailey are so far buried that that's not that's a non-issue at this point and i think yeah there, but there's... if you're gonna talk about you know a, a, a women's tag team division you know being being on the on the horizon it's not that crazy to see, and I apologize. It was a uh, uh, Jessamine Duke and Marina Schaefer um, are their names. Uh, you know, for them to pop up and maybe you know start out with the with the women's tag team uh, belts. I, I I'm gonna say that they're gonna have some time in NXT to answer your question. I think Shane is winning this, and I think Kyrie is the one we're gonna talk about a possible call up. Okay. Kyrie's been on the list of top ten female performers. As much as I hate the PWI list, she's been on that list for the last few years. She knows what she's doing. And if we need to start building a faction and uh, for or tag teams 
uh, in SmackDown. There's one right there. Asuka and Kyrie used to work together. That's where the EO thing comes from, too, because the three of them have been working together for years. Yeah. But that's that's where my head's at right now. Now that I see Shayna and Kyrie in this match, and I see where the other, you know, the four horsewomen and, and their potential is right now, I think it, it needs to stay in NXT. And, I, I, you know, we saw, we saw with the two factions that got caught up last year for the Royal Rumble, for the Women's Royal Rumble. We see where those ladies are at right now. And I'm not saying that they, call, they got called up too early, but they definitely shied away from giving them their own singles matches. So I think... And, and, and you know what? There's some holes in the women's division right now. And I, I think there's some opportunity here to create some intrigue through storyline rather than just straight-up wrestling. And I think those three ladies will create quite a storyline. So that that's... That's what I'm saying. I'm saying Shayna's taking this. Kyrie's coming up. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a strong point. I think it definitely benefits the men. You know, like we've seen how factions benefit the men pretty quickly. Um, you know, with Undisputed Era, you know, helping get a group of guys. Obviously, they're already buddies, but I mean guys who are kind of, you know, not the not the big Vince um, body types. Um, get them in a group. You know, mm-hmm. get, give them the numbers. Yeah. Um, you know, really build monsters like they're doing an NXT UK. Oh, crap. Uh, who's teaming up with the Coffee Brothers? Wolfgang. Wolfgang. I mean, that's already one of the more interesting storylines is how those three, you know, beefcakes are you know, <laughs> dominating that division. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not a bad idea to introduce that to the women. We haven't we haven't really had like a women stable, as you know, as far as I can remember in NXT, at least not with that kind of intimidation factor, ability, obviously MMA background. So these are you know real fighting women. You know, no, no, no managers. You know, in this group, these are all people who want to fight. So, I think you might be onto something. Um, that would add some intrigue to the division for sure. Ready to move on and to the, the last match war games? of the card is the actual war games itself, uh, where we're gonna get the undisputed era going against the War Raiders, uh, Mr. Pete Dunne, the Bruiserweight, the NXT UK Champion, and Ricochet. How many stars do you give this match? yeah like 17 i think as much as i hate uh melter and all of his bullshit uh, i'll play that game i'll give him 17 stars out of five um i'm gonna say 40 stars um roughly five stars per wrestler like this this match is gonna go an hour i mean everybody's been complaining about how short this pay-per-view is gonna be with only four matches booked this match you know what this match could go on for two hours i don't give a shit this is the they they might fight forever yeah i i I just (laughs) i couldn't i couldn't be more excited for a match that means absolutely nothing to the next nxt show and by that i mean there's no number one contendership there's no tag team titles on the line there's no nxt championship on the line it's just a feud it's just four guys that hate four guys and they're gonna go at it and there's absolute i'll say this we'll get this out of the way there's no way that Undisputed Era is winning this match. They have everything going for them right now. They just won at NX, uh, on the last show of NXT, the go-home show. Kyle O'Reilly takes out Hanson of the War Raiders. Um, Mike, I, I think the most interesting thing here, and I thought of this question while I was watching that match. Yeah. How disappointed are you every time Hanson and Roe talk and they don't have a very hard Scottish accent? Oh... <laughs> uh... <laughs> I, I get that they're, you know, big fellas, yeah. and, you know, they, they know how to go. Uh, you know, Hanson's a pretty athletic guy. He likes throwing those cartwheels out there, but I, I it's going to take a lot more for them to win me over, um, especially with, you know, our boys, heavy machinery out there, cutting promos, being more entertaining in the ring. Uh, I, I know they're younger. Um, I know the War Raiders been in the game for a while. Um, you know, they're, they're a product that you can count on. I, I, I think we're supposed to be the demographic for that team. Maybe, maybe a little bit younger because it's pretty obvious. You just kind of, you know, throw up the heavy metal horns and say war. They don't do a lot for me yet. Um, yeah. Hopefully, they can prove something to us on Saturday. Um, it just kind of seems like they're groomed to be the next, you know, uh, standard bearers for the NXT tag team titles. But I, I need to see more. I need to see why. Why my beloved uh, Otis Dozovich and Tucker Knight, why they aren't getting a shot? Because they're easily more charismatic. And if you're going to do a cartwheel, well, you know, Dozovich does a caterpillar. So, (laughs) 
I you know I, I'll say I don't I, I don't feel like they have a trump card. I was pretty impressed with Hanson tonight, but um I I'll say that that just bodes uh you know well for for that that team. We don't have a name for it really, but for War Raiders, Ricochet and Dunn getting the win because those tag titles have to come off the shoulders of Undisputed Era. They're going to get the call up to the main roster because I'm sure they would love to sell a million t-shirts and you know or I mean a billion over just a million t-shirts. So the War Raiders have a long history with Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. I'm not sure if the Freebird rule is going to come into play here and Bobby Fish is going to come back and, and fight with Kyle. It'd be great to see that. Um, but those guys have been putting on matches for years. So when they finally do get in the ring together, it's going to be amazing. Um, and I, I'll tell you this. I brought this up on the show. It's the first Ring of Honor show I ever watched uh, featured Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish against... Um, war machine and uh you know i'll never forget it 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 was beautiful it was the first time i saw kyle o'reilly and bobby fish and it it was a hell of a tag match and i can't wait to see what another you know five years of experience brings to the ring so you know i I know what you mean from nxt side we haven't seen anything from the war raiders but uh i i think like i said the war war games is going to end with them winning with the war raiders ricochet and pete dunn winning because everything everything needs to point to the the tag team titles coming off the shoulders of undisputed era and i think i think that's the next best step that's that's the way that that should happen and even if undisputed era does a double sort of booking with um nxt and you know smackdown or raw i think that'll work for them too yeah you know i did i did want to point out um i threw out a question while we were recording on facebook and twitter um if some if anybody could throw out some war games and survivor series questions and mike this is the most traffic we've ever gotten on a post like this um we actually have twitter questions for the first time uh but some of the facebook questions here i I just want to throw these out because they relate to war games and we also have some survivor series questions uh but we'll hit the war games questions here patrick d uh threw out there will the main roster ever have a true war games match um so obviously not directly in regards to nxt here but still sticking with war games do you think this is ever going to touch the main roster is this an experiment or is this something that'll hold sacred to nxt i think is the the best way to put that it definitely smells like something they want to keep uh synonymous with nxt at this point yeah um it is kind of cluttered especially if you're going to put it in a, you know, in a, in a bigger arena where you're not just, you know, scooting folding chairs around, um, you know, as far as having the two rings and then having a cell over the two rings, um, the camera angles are not, you don't have a ton of great options for it. Um, I think they're okay with leaving it on NXT for now. Um, I think they're okay with NXT having some sort of identity, um, as far as something that was, you know, associated with Dusty Rhodes and, you know, NXT's kind of one, they consider it his baby. He's the coach that, you know, brought everything together. Uh, For the foreseeable future, I I would be surprised if it ever made its way to the main roster. I I think this is going to be a staple of NXT. This is going to be their um, elimination chamber, their money in the bank. They're going to have this. They're going to have working. I want to throw out there, too. That was uh, kind of the sentiment that was coming from uh, Bakiria H is also someone that threw out very similar question. They also wanted to know if War Games will go to its original format. Um, Here's the problem with me answering that question. I don't know what the fuck that means. Um, I'm assuming that they're talking about WCW and how the matches revolved around the cages. Um, I i don't know i here's the thing if you can figure out how to not have the cages figured in and keep the camera clean or at least the shot for three out of four matches i think that's what they want to do so if that's if that's how that question's being asked that's my answer to it um mike i don't know if you know what that question means it was kind of a royal rumble at times yeah with just a schmaz of 60 guys already in the ring like a massive battle royal i i wouldn't i wouldn't advocate for that i don't think the roster is big enough for nxt to do that um and still have everybody else doing their own thing but no i i don't see the i don't see the format changing i do not in that way i do wish because if memory serves it's it's basically one pinfall. It's not an elimination where you leave the match. That is maybe one edit I would think about doing because it does kind of feel silly that you have the advantage and you just kind of pummel 
you know your opponents until all eight people are in the ring i think it would it would be more of uh more of an intrigue if suddenly you know there was a real numbers advantage you know and you were down you know two to four you know something like that with you know pinfall eliminations but it, it's you know one pinfall ends the match but you can't win until all eight guys are in so that i get the appeal when everybody's in there but when you're waiting for that time it's it's kind of like that middle ground in the royal rumble where you know it's entry number 11 you know it's sin cara you're kind of like well you know i'll get a beer or something like that so it's not a perfect perfect match uh, by any means, that's all I'm trying to say. No, and I, 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 I totally agree. Uh, I'll throw this one out there. We've got uh, Aaron J, who's at Gorilla Guy on Twitter. Uh, he asked what the match of the night will be for both shows, but let's tackle it for NXT here. I'll, I'll go first. You know, and a lot of it has to do with. Uh, I already talked about the booking and which show goes first. Um, yeah. But I, I think, I think the surprise will be Shayna and Kyrie. Ooh. Uh, a, a two out of three falls match. I, I think those are amazing. And regardless of where you want to put Shayna in regard, you know, like, um, in in that position of like how how green is she in the ring? It, has she improved enough? I know that that discussion is still out there. I think she's I think she's doing very well, uh, for knowing where she's at in regards to training and development. And I think she's going to be in the ring with one of the best, uh, in the business right now um and i'm not i'm not even talking women's division i'm talking one of the best in the business right now in Kyrie sane i think we've got a lot of potential here for an amazing match and i i i know i know i'm pretty hard in regards to who i think is gonna win uh but that i mean i think the match i think the match is gonna be fantastic i just think the end of it is gonna end in some controversy well uh I don't. I don't think that's a bad way to go. Um, I. I wouldn't be surprised if this was a debut for Io Shirai. Um, but I definitely don't see a bigger match than Champa versus Velveteen Dream. Um, you're getting the best heel in pro wrestling against Velveteen Dream, a guy who you know has the crowd eaten out of his hand. Uh, he's he's Mr. Charisma. Yeah. Um, and then I think we're gonna get I think we're gonna get some sort of DIY moment that you're never gonna forget. I think that's what's gonna happen in that match. I like it. Uh, and I'll throw this out there too at Gorilla Guy uh, Aaron. He also threw out there, um, and I I don't know if you agree with everything I've said, but he said, "Do you think there's gonna be a four horsewomen uh, tease on Sunday?" I'm putting out there, I don't think there will be, unless you want to count the fact that there's going to be a, a new faction being set up on NXT. That's my guess. Um, but I, I don't think we're going to see a tease of the four horse women coming together. And again, unless you want to count Charlotte hugging Becky uh, as, as a tease, I, I don't know what in regards you want to say is. I'm not saying that's a tease. I think you're talking four women against four women in the ring together. We're not seeing that on Sunday. Um, sorry, Aaron. Too soon. At Gorilla Guy, if you guys want to tweet at him. Um, of course, the, we're at BOG Podcast. I'll throw that out there yeah. real quick. Yeah, the, the, the money is in Becky versus uh, Phil McClain. It's it's not a it's not a you know gathering of Bailey, Sasha, Charlotte, Becky. It's, it's we're not ready for that. We we need to see what we can do with Becky being a Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's, it's selling tickets, it's selling t-shirts, it's getting people talking on social media. That's where the money's at. So Becky is going to do, I would be shocked if she didn't contribute in some way on Sunday, and it will not be the four on four. Perfect. Speaking of Sunday, Mikey, ready to go into Survivor Series? Woo-wee! Alright, let's, let's just, I'm ready. let's take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. Hey everybody, first of all, gotta thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Brothers of Discussion. Reading that blog, following us on social media, being a member of the faction means so much to us, so truly, thank you. But as we continue to grow, we want to let you know that 75 and Woodward is back on the air. 
75 in Woodward is your solution to keeping track of Detroit sports. We offer a quick look at the teams that matter most to you, you in the Mitten State. We give you an opportunity to stay informed and sound smart at the water cooler. 75 in Woodward will look into the biggest news in transactions, players, and games in Michigan. Count on us for Red Wings, Pistons, Lions, Tigers, Wolverine, and Spartan coverage. Look, no one has time to listen to Colin Radio for sports coverage anymore. Let us find the analytics that matter to you, and we'll get you back to work. 75 in Woodward, giving you Detroit sports coverage at 70 miles an hour. <laughs> 